now for the Legal Mumble Jumbo. This podcast is based entirely on Frank's own personal opinions and is in no way, shape, or form the opinions or representation of any fire, police, EMS organizations which he is currently or previously associated or affiliated with. The views expressed in this podcast are entirely his own and do not reflect the views of any aforementioned organization. Please note, the names may have been changed to protect the innocent, the stupid, and the brain dead. Salutations, everyone. Thank you for joining my podcast for yet another edition of Frank the Lunatic Rants. From the wonderfully spacious and awesomely bodacious Fuck If I Know Studios, located in wonderful downtown Hamlin, Pennsylvania, it is yet another informative, educational, argumentative, debatable, and downright boring edition of Frank the Lunatic Rants. Hey there, hi there, ho there, everyone. As always, I am your congenial host, Frank the Lunatic. Thank you for joining me for another episode of me ranting, raving, pissing, and moaning about topics you probably don't give a shit about whatsoever. So remember to sit back and ask yourself this very important question in life. Why the hell am I listening to him anyway? You know, for years, uh, people have been talking about government oversight and stupid laws and just how parents just aren't parents anymore. You know, you you want the government to basically parent your kids. It's like we have a generation out there now that of parents that can't parent Unless there are specific guidance and instructions from authorities, they can't parent. And sometimes this brings about weird laws, stupid laws. I mean, kids are stupid. Don't get me wrong. We've all done stupid things. I admit it. You can't deny it that you haven't. You've done something stupid in your life when you were younger. Some stupid little thing. But some of the things that kids do, first of all, get really weird when it's older kids. Remember the whole Tide Pod craze that was going on? And those were freaking, I believe, college students that were doing that damn shit and killing themselves off. <laughs> it was college students. There's a very fucking scary future right there when you have college students. The future. The people that are going to be siding. What happens to you when you're older? <laughs> are doing stupid shit like that. But then you also have some stupid, ridiculous laws that come out. Because people just don't know any better. Well, not that they don't know any better. They just don't want to parent at all. And you got to love Democrats sometimes. Sometimes they come up with the stupidest fucking ideas. With all the crime, with all the shit going on out there in the world, some of these things make no sense. For example, hats off, I'm I'm probably going to say her name wrong anyhow, to wonderful New York State Governor Kathy Hochul. Some of these weird fucking things. It's a new law that says toy weapons in New York must be white, bright colors, or translucent. They recently enacted this law, and it bars New York retailers from selling, they're saying replica firearms, basically toy guns that have any black, blue, silver, or aluminum coloring on them 
whatsoever. They want them to be white, bright red, bright orange, bright yellow, bright green, bright blue, bright pink, bright purple, or transparent. And it's actually funny. It makes me fucking laugh um, when I saw this story because we already have a law that the federal government basically had put in effect in regards to toy guns, that all toy guns have to have, um, it's like this bright orange thing about so long on, on the barrel of the gun. But apparently in the state of New York, the Democrats feel that does not suffice, that we have to go one step further so that gun ma- these toy gun manufacturers, Halloween costumes, any shit like that, now the law for New York basically becomes the law of the land of the whole country, which is wrong. A law from one state, one state, even though I always say we are not the United States of America, which is absolutely true, the silly, stupid laws from one state should not dictate and govern how the rest of us in the country are, even though our states don't have laws like that. Hi, California. How are you? They're the same way out in Cali- fucking California, too, with their stuff. And so you come out with a law saying you can't have these. So why don't, why don't you just come out with a fucking law in New York saying you can't sell any toy guns in our state? Instead, what you're doing is you're telling manufacturers that either you have to have two product lines, one for New York, one for the rest of the country, or basically everyone in the country has to conform to this New York law, which is wrong. I'm sorry, but it is 100% wrong. Now, you could say, you can call in and argue and everything about it, which, by the way, see, I'm going to throw this in there. I usually don't throw this in in the middle. You can call in and comment. Uh, You can call my uh, listener feedback line at 570-503-6585, or you can send me a email to franktheLunatic at gmail.com, or if you listen to me on anchor.fm, uh, there is a thing on the main page where you can actually click and send me a voice message through there. Getting back to that, okay, I, I, I want to know what your opinions are on this because I think it's relatively fucking stupid. I understand there's a whole argument over toy guns and the realisticness of them. Do you remember when we were kids, we had those toy, those uh, snap guns that you actually had like this paper thing that went in and you hit it and it was made the little popping sound. I mean, those, I guess, are illegal too. Um, you know, it, it, we changed things in regards to toy guns and the federal government, you know, enacted all these things, but yet New York wants to take it a step higher. And in doing so is actually forcing the rest of the country, even though they don't have their own laws, you are forcing the rest of of the country to conform to what these Democrats want in New York state. Because manufacturers will have to make the products to conform to New York guidelines, which, of course, filters through all the other states. Even though, I'll take Pennsylvania, for example, we don't have such a law in Pennsylvania. However, manufacturers will have to, in New York, they have to pull the stuff, I guess, from their shelves and make new these new things. But in Pennsylvania, eventually you're going to have both on the shelves. Now, here's the funny thing. For example... Um, And this is why they're doing this. This is why they're forcing this law to be accepted in other states, even though the states aren't passing their own law. You know, by having a manufacturer make it a particular way. Because, for example, come to Pennsylvania. 
But there are people that live close to the border of Pennsylvania from New York that actually come over because we do not have sales tax on clothing, which is a great thing. So while you're there at Walmart, Target, shit like that, you know, you, you buy other things too. Because first of all, the sales tax is even cheaper than it is in New York on those on those items, on toys and that. So technically, it's, is it legal for somebody to come over the border in Pennsylvania and buy any of these uh, toys that are not the, these various other colors and bring them back to their state for their child? You know, is that actually violating New York law? Can parents actually get in trouble and arrested or fined or some shit? You know, when, and, and in a crazy Democrat world, you know, have your kids taken away because of this. Because what's going to happen is the companies aren't going to throw this shit out. Yes, okay, to conform because they want to make money, they're going to make these new products. And what they're going to do is they're going to yank all the other products off the shelves and ship them to other states so they can be sold. So that, you know, that, it, that raises a question about the legality of being able to come over and buy your kid one of these guns that aren't colored like that. I, I don't understand the whole thing, really. Um, I mean, the governor said, this actual quote from her, restricting these realistic-looking devices are going to ensure misleading and potentially dangerous devices are off our streets, keeping kids, law enforcement, all New Yorkers safe. The new law which passes the legislation clarifies that all toy weapons have to be these various colors. Exceptions to the ban on colors of other, excuse me, exceptions to the ban on guns of other colors are allowed for situations like theatrical productions, which still makes an interesting thing because now you can't go and actually buy something, you know, a, a school or something. You can't buy something off the shelf. You're going to have to order the stuff specially, specialty or something. Federal law, of course, as I said, already requires all toy guns transported or imported into the United States to have the orange tip or stripes on both sides of the barrel. Uh, exceptions are made for airsoft guns and paintball guns. And these toy guns, they're saying toy guns have been involved in at least 63 shootings in New York State since 1994. And who were the shootings by? The shootings are being done by police officers. Now, I usually defend police officers. Um, they say, okay, realistic-looking guns are sometimes used by perpetrators who can't actually have real guns to commit crimes. And they've committed, been connected to tragedies like the 1994 killing of a 13-year-old Nicole Haywood Jr. by an NYPD officer who mistook the, mistook the teen's toy for a lever-action carbide gun. Um... Retailers, including Amazon, Walmart, eventually paid over $300,000 in fines following a 2015 report by the state attorney general detailing the sale of 6,429 guns lacking the legally required color markings. Okay, well, that's the retailer's problem for not confirming for the, you know, conforming to the federal law. Um, this New York law takes effect in 90 days. Here's my thing, though. If people, first of all, are so concerned, then parents shouldn't be buying this stuff for their children. Straight out. These shootings, these 63 accidental shootings, were done by police officers. Now, it doesn't say, though, were the people actually committing crimes. Because I have seen stories over the years of people who have been gunned down because they don't have a real gun. 
and they take a fake gun to try committing a crime and get gunned down. Well, then that's their own fucking stupidity right there for doing something like that. Yes, the whole thing with the orange on was long overdue, but this thing, this quote from the governor of New York that says, it will keep misleading and potentially dangerous devices off our streets, keeping our kids and law enforcement in New York is safe. What do you mean misleading and potentially dangerous devices? You know, for the last, uh, what's it? I'm trying to remember when the law went into effect. I don't know, maybe for the last 25 years, something like that. You haven't been able to sell a plastic toy gun or water guns, Nerf guns, anything like that, that didn't have that color on them. Okay? You know, retailers, excuse me, manufacturers have been conforming to this for a while now. So I don't understand the thing about keeping these devices, misleading and potentially dangerous devices off our streets. I'm sorry, but if you can't, if you don't notice that there is orange on the barrel of one of these toy guns, you're a police officer approaching someone or approaching a kid. You should be able to see that. If not, then you need your fucking eyes checked, first of all. Right there, you need your fucking eyes checked. You, there needs to be more training and that with the police force as well for identifying things. Can it be confusing? Possibly. The thing is, we're quick to shoot and not actually look you know, that, and there's lots of stories about that. But what about the other twist? You know, there have been stories about people who have taken these toy guns and have painted the color on them, make them look real. You know, maybe it's a kid trying to, that's being bullied at school, and he takes it to school, so, you know, trying to put fear into other kids, thinking that, I'm not saying it's right to do it. But t- turn that around the other way. What is stopping someone, then, from buying any of these future colored guns and dipping them in paint, taking a spray paint, uh, spray paint. Yeah, I see. I'm twisting. I'm stumbling over my words today. Taking a spray can, a spray paint can. There you go. And painting these things. There is nothing about that. And the sad, funny part is, there's nothing illegal about it because the law only says that the toy guns are going to have to be made in colors to be sold in New York. Nothing saying that you can't take them home and color them yourself. So again. Who is this protecting? I don't... If people are going to commit a crime using a toy gun, they're going to do, do that. They're going to dip it in paint or something to change it. You know, that this law... Sometimes we come out with stupid laws. That this whole... Keeping these dangerous devices off our streets. Toy guns themselves are not dangerous. They don't fire bullets. They might make a sound. They might shoot water. You know, but they might shoot <laughs> Nerf darts. But they are not potentially dangerous devices they are a dangerous device and a fork is a dangerous device wake up new york is is that going to be the next thing maybe we should take forks off the shelves in new york state because they could be a dangerous device and replace them with sporks maybe steak knives should be taken off the shelves because they are more of a potentially dangerous device than a kid's toy gun Look up how many actual stabbings happen in the state of New York, especially in the city of New York. Okay? Which is more dangerous? A fucking squirt gun or steak knife? Why don't we get rid of forks? Why don't we get rid of steak knives? Because they are dangerous. Why don't we get rid of scissors? You know, you can lethally harm somebody with a pair of scissors, 
But yet it's not illegal for you to go out with a pair of scissors <laughs> and walk around with a pair of scissors. But yet toy guns are, according to the Democrat governor and the legislators in New York, they are dangerous devices. Scissors apparently are not dangerous devices. Nail guns! You can kill someone with a goddamn nail gun! Why aren't they considered le uh, dangerous devices? Granted, you're not going to be dragging them out in the street. Bow and arrows! Why aren't they considered dangerous devices? You can easily go out on the street with a bow and arrow and shoot someone dead. But you can't do that with a toy gun. Wake up, New York. Some of these things are the most ridiculous fucking laws I ever heard of. But actually, falling in line with stupid fucking laws that some of these states pass? New York gets even better with their twisted Democrat thinking. Do you remember many years ago? Remember when we were younger? We went to the store and we bought spray paint. Were we doing bad things? Probably. We were probably spray painting things we weren't supposed to spray paint. Hence, graffiti on New York subways. And walls. And overpasses. And bridges. Etc. Etc. What about fuel additives for your car? We've all bought them. I bought them as a kid to put in my Camaro. But apparently we had to come out with laws about them that you need ID. Because they're dangerous. Because kids are huffing the fumes and shit like that. If that's the case, then maybe they, New York, excuse me, maybe Jersey should stop having full-service pumps because, after all, those workers are inhaling gas fumes, which I think is a little more dangerous and deadly than a, a spray paint can. But that's been around for a while, though, the whole needing ID. Well, New York, of course, in their infinite Democrat wisdom, has to be different than the rest of the United States, of course. I'm sure California will be soon to follow. What else do you need ID for? Well, you can no longer send your kid to, like, a local bodega. You won't understand what that is unless you're from New York. But, or a little grocery store in your neighborhood to buy cans of whipped cream. Because the store will not be able to sell them. This is actually a law that went into effect last year. But, it actually went on effect on Thanksgiving Day. And people haven't been really uh, following up on it stores, but I guess now they're emphasizing it now. That things like whipped cream cannot be sold to people under the age of 21 in the state of New York. Now, we're not talking Cool Whip in like the plastic containers. This is the whipped cream that actually comes in the cans. The reason for the age restriction on purchasing it is that the cans are filled with nitrous oxide which is more commonly known as laughing gas, the same thing that dentists use to sedate patients. Now, they're acting like this is something new. Young people have been getting creative in their quest to experience all sorts of highs, including inhaling nitrous oxide from cans of whipped cream. And this is why there's now an age requirement in the state of New York to buy whipped cream. Hello, it was called Whippets. Guess what? They've been doing that shit for a long time, okay? I remember back in the 80s about Whippets. And you know what? You've got to do a hell of a lot of them to actually get a fucking buzz. But they're saying it's dangerous because the side effects can include psychosis, nerve damage, and even loss of consciousness. Again, they're comparing this to nitrous oxide that they use, you know, dentals, dentists use. Um, the amount of nitrous oxide that's in a can of whipped cream 
is not going to give you psychosis or nerve damage. Now, maybe if you were doing it consistently for several days straight and doing a bunch of them, maybe, maybe there would be a problem there. But anyhow, in New York, anyone purchasing whipped cream in a can is required to show proof of age with a valid ID checking out to prove that they are 21 years of age or older. Anyone found selling whipped cream in a can to a person under 21 is subject to civil penalties and fines from $250 up to $500 for each, um, each event after that. Which makes me laugh. You friggin' weirdo Democrats in New York. Really? Once again, with all the crime and drugs and car stealing and rape and murders and stabbings and robberies and break-ins and attacks and harassments and everything else going on in New York, especially New York City, what is the priority of the Democrats in New York? Making sure kids don't have whipped cream because they might do whippets because apparently that's very deadly. Not the asshole convict running around with a gun he stole. Unbelievable. Really, unfreaking believable. New York Democrats have passed lots of wacky laws over the years. Some of them are archaic, but most of them were passed during Democrat leadership. For example, do you know in the state of New York, after 10 o'clock, you better watch out for the slipper police because it's against the law in the state of New York to wear slippers past 10 p.m. There's actually a fucking law on the books for it. Now, we've all seen men and women, although this law is not for women, go out in public with some interesting clothing choices that don't really match up. But do you know in New York State, there is still a law on the books that a man is not allowed to go out in public wearing non-matching pants and jacket. You can be arrested and fined. Here's one that actually came out from Manhattan, an old law that's actually on the books, but it makes no sense because I can't see anyone doing it, but apparently it is illegal to carry ice cream, an ice cream cone in your pocket on Sundays, only on Sundays. The rest of the week, it's completely legal to shove ice cream in your pockets. On Sunday, you can't. It's amazing. The money that's been spent over the years by these Democrats to pass these ridiculous laws. But how about this one? Do you know it's illegal in the state of New York for elected politicians to use any type of foul language, appear nude, or use distasteful distasteful hand gestures? You can actually be arrested. There's still an old law on the books about flirting. To show you how old the law is, it's only a $25 fine. But if somebody turns you in for flirting with them, you could be slapped with a fine in the mail. There's also a law in New York State that it's illegal to put your thumb on your nose and wiggle your fingers at someone. There's no reason why the law was passed, but apparently it was. It's also illegal in the state of New York to take a selfie with a tiger. Why the hell? Would you even climb in a cage with a tiger? But apparently, over the years, they decided to spend money in legislator, legislative uh, things to come up with this law and, of course, vote on it. Do you know it's actually illegal to wear leggings in New York? Any type of body-hugging clothing is actually still illegal. In New York, it's also against the law 
to file for a divorce for unreconcilable differences unless both parties agree. It's against the law to throw a ball at somebody's head in New York. I want to know what they do when you're on the beach playing volleyball or something like that. You're actually breaking the law, apparently, in New York. Do you know there's actually an elevator etiquette law in New York? That on an elevator, you must simply stare at the door and not say a single word to any people next to you. On reverse side, here's something that there is no law against, which is funny, because again, Democrats, I mean, a lot of prudish people have this thing against nudity and that. In New York State, you know there's actually no law against a woman walking around with no top at all unless you're, not, unless you're doing it for business purposes. So I guess if you're a prostitute, you have to have a top on at all times. Otherwise, women can actually walk around topless in the state of New York. Also, in New York, it's against the law to release more than 25 helium balloons into the air. You can release 24 balloons, but if you release 25 balloons, you're breaking the state law. Of course, sometimes laws that Democrats pass do bite them in the ass in New York. For example, there's actually a story several months ago about a drug dealer and his uh, threatening posse that could not be evicted from a Bronx home that they are allegedly squatting in illegally. This all occurred at 3059 Valentine Avenue in the Bronx, an area that's basically very left-wing, according to uh, recent election results. This drug dealer basically hijacked a Bronx home. They broke into an abandoned two-story building, and the squatters set up shop there. And somehow they even got Con Edison, the electric company, to turn the electricity on at the, at the location. And now hang out on the trash-strewn porch all hours smoking, catcalling, and insulting people, blasting music, drag racing motorcycles up and down the street all night. Now, apparently, there's been dozens of 911 calls made about the house, and only one drug arrest. There were a lot of 311, that's something they use in New York City, I guess, calls about noise and at least a dozen violations from the city sanitation department for failing to keep the place and the sidewalks clean. But why aren't the police arresting them for breaking and entering and trespassing, you ask? Well, the squatters were living there more than a month once it was reported, and Con Edison established proof of residency by setting up electricity. So that is, in a sense, legally their residence. If they've been there more than 30 days, police can't remove them. Normally, the property owner of land or landlord would have to go to housing court. But here's where it gets weird, and the Democrats built them, bit themselves in the ass on this one in the city. When the pandemic happened, new rules came out out of Albany that forced property owners to give squatters a COVID-19 hardship declaration form. And the form allows anyone facing an eviction for squatting to claim financial difficulties without having to prove it. And then delays the case for months at a time. And it's been like several months, almost a year, and they never had got a court date on it. So because a law was passed by the Democrats in that state, they could not, the people in this very pro-Democrat neighborhood, can't do anything about the drug dealers that are illegally squatting into a home that they broke into and took over. Way to go, Democrats. But that's just how they are. Just like when it comes to the law itself and like trials and hearings, they're not interested in fair hearings. They're only interested, they aren't interested in per, 
persuading the persuadable, what they're interested in is using political and cultural power to force people to accept things that no intelligent person should be able to accept. Just like when Trump got elected president. Democrats were just going crazy in the media and basically poorly rated cable TV shows that claim that Trump, it was Trump who sold out America to win an election. Do you know Democrats actually, some Democrats actually argue that only white people can be racist in America, which carries with it some further baggage. This meme is so persuasive that it requires white people, particularly white men, to refrain from holding any opinions on actions, behaviors, or attitudes of people of color, whether generic or specific. Just like they feel a white person sees a young man of color with pants hanging down and their underwear showing, then you're clearly racist if you make a comment or have an opinion about it. If you don't think politicians seeking to represent the entire country should be breaking bread with Louis Farrakhan, you might as well join the Ku Klux Klan in their opinion. Similarly, you're a racist if you believe Al Sharpton should pay his federal taxes, that the city of Baltimore has greatly declined under Democrat leadership. That's right. Only white people in America can be racist. Because in order for racism to be operable, it must carry with it social, economic, and political power structure. Anyone who believes this has clearly never been mugged in a sketchy part of town or attempted to navigate the bureaucracy in a city with a minority-led Democrat government. Sure, there are racist white people roaming the fruited plain. But an honest ex- examination will reveal no racial or ethnic group holds a, monop- a monopoly on bigotry. Just like how Democrats feel that gender is a social construct. It's built off the idea that gender and sex are not the same thing. For those of us driven by evidence and reality in our daily observations and behaviors, this stuff is not complicated. Your gender is governed by what's between your legs, and if it isn't, it's not so much a function of social constructs, but sanity. It's a free country, and if a man wants to represent him, uh, present himself as a woman, that's his choice. But those around him in a free country also have the freedom to react to that choice in ways of their own choosing. A man attempting to present as a woman, but doing it badly enough that the rest of us are not convinced, is not being misgendered. If we don't feel like treating him as female or using pronouns that's supplied to us. Nor is he being abused if we prefer that he not use women's bathrooms or access taxpayer resources to groom children for the transgender lifestyle at public libraries. And should he demand that employees of salons cater to female clientele perform services of a nature not conventionally offered to male customers like a Brazilian wax treatment on their penis and testicles, for example? Which is exactly what one transgender male in Canada managed to shut down a day spa by filing a complaint with the local Human Rights Commission after being refused by grossed-out salon employees those particular services that they did not offer to men. The race and gender terror Democrats are imposing on us carries common thread that appears in some of their abuses, like an all-out war on standards. You can't ask people of color who are meant to believe have fallen behind in this country to embrace behavior more likely to produce success in America any more than you can ask people to follow the quite obvious and not-so-difficult imperatives of their basic nature. To do that is to be a bigot, according to the left. Of course, there's also the instances by Democrats that driving an SUV or eating meat means you're contributing to burning up the planet. Every summer we hear the global warming crowd and their breathless claims that climate change is the biggest threat to our planet and the remedy 
for the coming apocalypse, which is always like 10 to 12 years away, even though those 10 to 12 years pass and they bring it up again saying 10 to 12 years, is to always self-impose poverty and loss of liberty. When Earth begins cooling amid the sun's uh, decline in activity many, 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 many generations from now, it would be interesting to hear what the climate change crowd has to say about it. Or how about the democratic socialism ideal? That it's a workable plan that simply has not been implemented properly. How many times was we hear the horrors from the past, from USSR when it was communist, China, Cambodia, Ethiopia, Cuba, Venezuela, amongst others. Every time it's the same story. Communist dictators are the good guys seeking to liberate the people from the impress- oppression of the exploitative capitalist system. And when the people being liberated scramble for the border at their first opportunity, their plight is minimized and ignored. When the brain dead reaches critical mass and the new system begins to collapse America, and particularly evil America corporations, whichever Republican president can be found or the CIA is primarily going to be to blame. Once the system collapses fully, we are presented with the implementers of the socialism system as scapegoats, notwithstanding the fact that today's scapegoats are yesterday's superstars. When someone not a monster rises to the top of socialist government, we are told we will get to see the real beauty of such a system. It never quite occurs to our leftist Democrat friends that these monsters are precisely the people who do rise to the top in socialist governments. And the Democrats are always bringing up about Scandinavian countries as glowing examples of Democrat socialism. Interestingly, every one of those countries have actually turned away from socialist models in every way they could because they found out it doesn't work. And when you talk to people from those countries, you'll hear them say that they believe themselves to be a capitalist country. Just like how Democrats have basically gone out and invited the Ocasio-Cortezes of the world to call ICE detention facilities concentration camps. Now think of the stupidity of that for one moment. A concentration camp historically is a place where people have done nothing wrong and are forcibly taken and forbidden to leave, usually while being pressed into slave labor or physically brutalized as a matter of policy. In the Democrat left's narrative, this is what ICE is doing. Never mind that anyone in an ICE detention facility expressing a willingness to return to their own home country may do so at any time, that no work is required of the detainees, that anyone physically harming them is subject to job discipline, if not prosecution, and that the conditions in these facilities are generally nicer than those prevailing in their countries of origin. Not only that, but a concentration camp, when you say people are forcibly taken, you know, for no reason, they haven't done anything wrong, people are in these ICE detention centers because they committed a crime. They entered our country illegally, sometimes assuming identities illegally in that in order to stay in the country. They committed a crime. That's why they were taken. They weren't forcibly taken against their will for doing nothing wrong. They did something wrong. That's why they were arrested. Just like they say that the term America the oppressor, oppressor meme. If this is such an oppressive country, why are so many people trying to immigrate to it? The Democrat left has never offered an answer to the question because there is no answer. First of all, All the abused people of color that they suffered at the hands of slave owners and racists during the 18th, 19th, and 20th centuries, shockingly few have ever taken advantage of the freedom and opportunity to return to their home countries in Africa and the Caribbean, which are governed by folks who look like them. And why? Because life is better here. And the rights of black people in America are better protected than they are in their own home countries. 
Americans are oppressive compared to whom? Just like the saying, diversity is our strength. You know, a nation that's diverse but cannot stop female genital mutilation or child sex trafficking, for example, out of a failure to will to enforce its moral code is not a nation rich in diversity. You're not getting the best of everything. You're getting the worst. If honor killings, Bakabazi, Santerra animal sacrifices become commonplace in cities and towns. And no, Americans should not be crowed into lowering our standards in order to accept third world conditions the Industrial Revolution delivered us from. But once again, Democrats are Democrats. I'm not saying they're all leftists, but this whole thing is just absurd. This whole democratic socialism, the passing of stupid laws. I mean, come on, for Christ's sakes, really, things like whipped cream. With all the serious stuff going on out there and political corruption, we're more concerned about a kid buying a container of friggin' whipped cream and trying to inhale it. But after all, the parents can't discipline or do anything or smack them for it because that's child abuse. You'll be arrested and the kid will be taken away. Figure that one out. But of course, that's all because of the Democrats as well. The one thing that's universal with Democrats is that they can never be guilty of promoting ethics, truth, fact, godliness, or transparency. Therefore, we know when they show us one thing, they always do the other. When they say right, it means left. Remember back in the day when Billary was in office? Introducing America to we must invest in America? Little did we know that meant raise your taxes. Yes, who wouldn't want to invest in America? But no sane taxpayer wants to have their taxes raised, right? It's basically being two-faced or just liars. That's why a lot of Democrats, can, for the most part, can never be believed. Let's just stipulate that Democrats will never be straight shooters because they're connivers, leeches, nasty frauds, excuse me, nasty, fraudulent, corruptors, and backroom arbitrators. While most Americans understand political disputes are resolved at the ballot box, Democrats won't stand for it. Instead, they see their political will as the immediate priority and etiquette that must be obeyed by the non-ruler class, and that's you and me. For Democrats, a corrupted ballot box is the only good one. The better solution for Democrats is like any tyrancy system whereby the public does whatever the elite decree and there is no vote. The Democrat playbook is so out of date with citizen issues, it no longer holds any ideas about improving America. Consequently, any debate must be rejected and the opposition referred to as racist, sexist, and homophobes. End of debate, right? To that end, Democrats then look upon the Constitution and the citizens as enemies number one and two. Their lust for power and money has blurred their vision, making it impossible for them to see America even greater. To them, seeing corruption and people on welfare is orgasmic. Does anyone remember uh, Nancy, uh, Nancy, Proposi, Nancy Pelosi saying in the past, and it's a quote, we have to pass legislation before citizens can see what's in the legislation? That's called Democrat transparency. You see, citizens are now so despised by Democrats, they mean nothing other than wallets to keep them in power and living like kings. No, they never expect us to volunteer money. They prefer to just force it out of us. As truly said, too, Democrats always say they're for the poor people, and a lot of poor people, for some reason, support the Democrats. But there are a lot of highly educated people who make money, too, who support them. And it's weird. Because they, these people that are support the Democrats that are highly educated, basically their brains are in their asses because they ignore the fact that they were lied to continuously about Obamacare and somehow believe that Medicare for all will be wonderful. They've ignored the past failures of the, failures of the VA healthcare system. 
They believe that big government, more regulations, higher taxes, and moving towards socialism are great ideas, despite the failures throughout history. They don't care or don't have a clue that previous doom and gloom predictions on the climate have been 100% wrong and that the climate has always changed naturally. They believe that if we just give bureaucrats trillions of dollars, they can control temperatures, sea levels, and storm activity forever, and they call themselves highly educated. They don't support women's and girls' rights to privacy in locker rooms and restrooms. They believe immigration laws are flexible and borders and walls are racist. They believe that the government built America instead of the people and entrepreneurs. And they believe that human life begins sometime after birth. These highly educated people seem to have no idea that science says human life can only begin at one point. Of course, Democrats have considered people who had supported Trump as being dumb, deplorable, and irredeemable white racists. But see, people who are Trump supporters understand that if the U.S. outlaws fossil fuels, it will destroy the freedom, prosperity, and way of life of all Americans and essentially make the U.S. a third world country. They understand that climate has always changed naturally and that fossil fuels has greatly improved the quality and length of life to everyone. They understand that water treatment and sewage treatment plants exist because of fossil fuels. They understand that immigration laws and borders are important. They understand that they were lied to on Obamacare and freedom of choice is a better idea for health care. They understand that life begins at conception. They understand that men and women are different. And they understand that the Second Amendment is an important part of the Constitution. Why are Democrat policies called progressive when they basically move the U.S. backward economically? It makes D.C. richer than it already is and the rest of us poorer. There's nothing progressive about making more people dependent on government, which is what all the Democrats basically propose to do. Democrat policies should properly be called uh, depressive, oppressive, and regressive, which is what they are. They're clearly called progressive to intentionally mislead the public. And now I'm exhausted from saying all that. Remember, friends, you can comment back on my Facebook. Listener callback, excuse me, feedback line at area code 570-503-6585 or send me a message to frankthelunatic at gmail.com. Or if you listen to me on Anchor FM, just click the little icon and you can send me a a message right through there. I, my friends, of course, as always, am Frank the Lunatic. And of course, I have approved this message. And for now, my friends, that is all I have to say about that. Ha, ha, ha.